You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hey, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. 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 Say it, Jeeps. Like, say it with meaning. Jeeps. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tony, and I didn't get a free high lift jack. And I'm Tammy, and I'm going <laughs> to burst Tony's bubble and say it first. Yes, I drove a red Jeep today. Oh, you know, once you've uh, gone red, you know you're not dead. You know that's how that goes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Tony, let, let, let's find out what's coming up on this episode. Well, Tammy, I'm glad you asked. Guest Michelle with Jeep at the Beach, Texas, will be with us, and uh, we'll be talking about Go Topless event that's coming up in about uh, two or three weeks. Uh, this week in Jeep, uh, Jeep Trackhawk sets new speed record. Just amazing. Take a brick, put a big enough engine on it. It will, <laughs> it will do wonders. <laughs> so people that uh, have followed uh, airplanes over years, they know about the uh, uh, Phantom F1 Phantom that had uh, that was basically a flying brick. Right. Uh, <laughs> Wrangler Talk Joyride in a Gladiator. Now, is this like a one of those things at Vegas where you go at the medieval place and you you actually rode a gladiator? Is that what no, you're? No, no, no. This no. is the Jeep Gladiator that we're talking yes. about. Yes. All right. Well, that's that's the a new that, pickup. Strangely enough, that's a bigger story. And yeah. uh, <laughs> we announced the winner of our uh, high lift jack giveaway, and of course, much much more. Much, but, much more. But you have to wonder how could there be more, Tammy? But there is, right? Lots more. Lots more. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Hey, This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Looking for a way to support the show? Well, of course you are. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and press the big Amazon button there and you'll be taken to the magical land. I need those little twinkly things and in, in then yes. magical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Amazon online shopping. While there, anything you purchase will give the show a few cents while costing you nothing at all. Well, nothing more anyway. Uh, if you like uh, what you hear, you or if you've gotten any benefit from what we do here, then please consider giving back. That's jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and look for the big Amazon button. 2019 Jeep Cherokee recall notice. Oh, no. Well, I guess it's a good thing that they have recall notices, yes. Tammy, because that means they found a, a little issue, may not be a big issue, and they're going to make, uh, for the public safety, they're going to do a recall. So on the surface, this seems like a pretty severe recall. However, the chances that you are affected are slim to none, since this recall only affects uh, 200 and ve- 250 oh. vehicles in all. Wow. <laughs> so odds are you're okay. Uh, the, the Jeeps that are affected are a 2019 model uh, year Jeep Cherokees. The problem reported this week by FCA and Cars.com involves the front passenger seat. According, I'm thinking there's a, a good drive-in joke here, Tammy. Uh, according to the report, the front uh, passenger seat mounting bolts may uh, be loose. Which Uh-oh. could, yeah, which could cause the seat to move in event of a crash, increasing the risk of death or, or injury. 
Fiat Chrysler Automotives began notifying owners on April the 11th. Owners uh, can call Automaker at uh, 800-853-1403, the National Highway and Traffic Administration's Vehicle Safety Hotline at 888-327-4236, or visit its website to check their vehicle identification number and learn more at uh, nhtsa.gov. Of course, we'll have that link in the show notes. So uh, I would would, uh, make sure that you do that. And you know, not that you have to, but it might be worth just going underneath there with a wrench, uh, socket set or something, and uh, checking the bolts and see if they're, right. they're tight. You may you may have to have one of those star bolts or something, a little star uh, pattern type thing that uh, Jeep used a lot of way years back. I, I, I'm assuming they still do. Well, you should be checking all your bolts anyway, especially if you off lo- or offline, if you off road. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you always want to check all your bolts and make sure they're tight you know i'd be interested to know how how they found out it was just 250 of them it must be something in a log with uh, the wrench or something right. that they use and and they see that it didn't get to the right torque or something so because could you imagine the guy that came in uh uh hung over on a uh, on a uh, oh. from a sunday and they know that you know sid was the one that uh, didn't right. tighten how would you know that so it, right. it, it must be the automation that they use it just they they went back and found it uh, long afterwards. I bet you somebody wasn't checking something like they were supposed to. Yep, somebody probably got in big trouble. Robot number 35 has been uh, right. degreased. So a speed record has been set by Jeep, and I cannot <laughs> wait Amazing. to share this with my son because he was just oh, talking the about vet. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Land speed records are set all the time. They're broken, reestablished, and broken again. This is usually done on Mesa-like salt flats by rocket-powered vehicles that have more in common with a fighter jet and space vehicles. Their engines come from more than they do cars or trucks. But in this category of speed on ice where we find a new record set, not by a rocket car, but the Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk. <laughs> as I hinted to earlier, and as the saying goes, records are meant to be broken. That's exactly what Jeep had in mind when it shipped a Grand Cherokee Trackhawk to southern Siberia in order to attempt the annual speed days of the... Balkai? Balkai? I'm going to go with Balkai. Okay, Balkai Ice Motorsports Festival. Lake Baikal. (laughs) B-A-I-C-A-L. You pronounce it. The deepest lake in the world and at the same time the largest freshwater lake by volume was the perfect venue for the 707 horsepower monster to stretch its legs thanks to a total length of course of 7.45 miles to achieve the record-breaking attempt jeep says quote unquote unnecessary items were removed from the vehicle to shave (laughs) off weight you know things like interior body panels all the seats the spare tire window washer fluid reservoir the glove box and those stupid little dry cleaning hooks that clearly would have prevented this record from being set. Other measures were also taken to ensure a light as possible Jeep for the run. For instance, the fuel level was just Ah. enough to complete the high-speed seven-mile run. Speaking of speed, the Grand Cherokee Trackhawk averaged an impressive speed of 160 miles per hour. I think it broke the speedometer because I think they only go up to 120. GPS trackers registered a maximum speed speed of 174 miles per hour, which makes it the new fastest SUV on ice. It's worth mentioning the record was set under rules of the Federation International 
internationally. Well, they can't just have regular American words on this thing. Automobile. (laughs) No. FIA. And confirmed by the Russian Automobile Federation. So it was an entirely legitimate record-setting run. When it's on tarmac, the Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk, say that three times real fast, can reach a remarkable 290 kilometers per hour. Right. The, 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 the fake speed. Right. But, but or 180 in real speed. Right. <laughs> Which makes it one of the fastest production SUVs ever built. Just amazing. Very few can top that velocity with examples being Lamborghini Urus. And the Bentley. Uh, oh, I've, I've seen this. I've heard this one for Bengali. Is ben, that okay? Speed. Is that how you, I didn't know that's how you spelled ben, it. Bengali. That, that, yep. That's not the way I would have pronounced it. But oh. No. Yeah. So uh, that both can reach, reach speeds of nearly 190 miles per hour. Although there is a record set faster on ice, it was done by a car. A heavily modified BMW M3 with a Toyota. Two JZ, there we go with numbers again, engine pumping out a whopping 1,300 horsepower. Jeez. Yeah, that's pretty fast. Needless to say, we here at the Jeep Talk Show believe that doesn't count. You know, this goes to show you, to get the the uh, much of an increase in speed, they had to go from 707, a 707 pound uh, a horsepower brick, to a, a nice streamlined automobile with 1,300 horsepower. Right. I think personally, it's a little more impressive driving a brick at 174 right. miles an hour, <laughs> or, right. or 180. Gee, can you imagine? Oh man, gosh, that would be fun. No, I'll stick to slow and crawling. So uh, slow and curious. So, uh, yeah. what's the fastest you've ever driven, Tammy? Uh, and if the authorities probably. ask, we'll say you were lying for the show. Actually, it was today by accident <laughs> in the. Um, vehicle that I was borrowing, which uh-huh. I'm not, I was so surprised. I was going 85 miles an hour. Oh, I had, come on. You've been faster than 85 before. I have not driven faster than yeah. that because I'm a big chicken. I probably, with my son in the Corvette, when I'm yelling at him to slow down, I'm sh- but no, actually, no, I hate going fast. You know, that's one of the reasons why I got into trucks and then Jeeps was because I do not fear speed in the very least. It is just right. so much fun. And and thankfully, the, the, the Cherokee does have some torque to it. So at least I get that feeling right. of, of acceleration uh, from it. But but I, I'm very limited on, on how fast I can go. So, yeah, I'm a big chicken. So uh, I am usually after afterwards, but that doesn't keep me from doing it again. It, right. might, it might be different now that I'm older, but whenever I right. was in my, my 20s and stuff, no, I needed to get something that was uh, was slower. Otherwise, not me. Nothing was ever going to happen to me, but I was going to kill somebody else. Right. No, and I always worry about, I tend to be a rule follower when it comes to laws. So, ah, I know. I'm, it's no, a it's, weird thing it's, I have. It's the best way to be. I mean, you don't right. want, want to uh, take somebody else's life. I used to drive uh, uh, really, really poorly around um, just everyday people, civilians, I call them. And uh, you never know whenever, you know, what their ability, driving ability is and how much you might scare them. Uh, also, too, you don't know if there's kids in the vehicle. And you, even at 18, 19 years old, I didn't want anything happening to kids. So right. it's uh, now I just try to stay in my lane and um, uh, use the lights to get people out of the way. <laughs> there you go. 
If you've got a news tip or you have a response to any one of our stories, make sure to let us know by phone, by email, or just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. And coming up later in the show, an interview with Michelle Sibley with Jeeps at the Beach, Texas. Hey, this is Al from New Jersey. Hey, this is Mark. Hey, this is Joe. Hey, this is Al from Lot. Hey, guys, this is Rick. Yeah, this is TJ Dave. Chris from Detroit. Brad Yang. Dave from Oregon. This is Jim from Mount Washington. Kentucky. this is Evan. Tyler from Pittsburgh. Hey, this is Scott. This is Robbie calling you from West Virginia. Hi, this is Mark from Uttertown, Maryland. Hey, guys, this is Evan. The phrase that pays. High lift jack. The original power tool. Love them. I see them everywhere, and I got high lift envy. I love the Jeep Talk Show. Hopefully I'm the winner. <laughs> we had a lot, a lot of great calls uh, for our high lift jack uh, uh, giveaway, Tammy. It, it was really fun. Uh, you know, we interviewed Steve with high lift uh, last week, and uh, he was kind enough to, to put up a, a very nice high lift jack for giveaway. And uh, we do have a winner. Hi, guys. This is Evan from Johnson Polygon. Uh, just to say uh, hello and try and enter into the Highlift Jack competition. Highlift, the original power tool. Uh, hopefully, I'm call her number two. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, hope you're coming soon. Love the show, by the way. Bye. Well, of course you do. We're giving away free stuff, or at least bringing guests Yay. on. They're giving away free stuff. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. And I was t- telling Tammy uh, earlier that uh, you may have already received your high lift jack because we found out recently that, boy, they get those things shipped out really quick. So, yes. Uh, that's something we didn't ask about in the interview, but uh, I guess I was thinking of uh, Amazon, whatever. Uh, I think of shipping it because uh, that's where I got my high lift from was Amazon. But uh, congratulations, and thank you so much for calling in and being our second caller for our High Lift uh, giveaway. And again, thank you very much to highlift.com, high-lift.com, and uh, Steve over there uh, uh, for being our guest and having that giveaway. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You know, we're always asking you to go check out the 4x4 Radio Network, and for a good reason. There's a ton of great shows there to check out besides the Jeep Talk Show. And you know what? Tell your friends, too, because we've got something for everyone at the 4x4radionetwork.com. How about the On the Trail podcast? Oh, and you know what? Trail Chasers is back. The Center Steer podcast is a lot of fun, too. And don't forget about Dan at the 4x4 podcast. Lots of great off-road shows, and it's free, and it's all at... 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. <laughs> Poor Dan. We never forget about Dan. How and dare Dan. How dare Josh even write that in there? I know. <laughs> forget about Dan. Hey, have you ever uh, had an urge to wrap yourself in the Jeep Talk Show merch? Well, now you can. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash store and you'll find out uh, all about t-shirts, iPhones, Android cases, really all sorts, sorts of stuff. And it's all sporting the official Jeep Talk Show logo. If you get some uh, JTS goodies, be sure and share a picture on social media like Nikki G did with the uh, stick it in your ear uh, whole uh, Jeep Talk Show t-shirt. Uh, we'd, <laughs> we'd love to see you sporting our goods. Hey, Jeep Talk Show, it's me. I just listened to your interview with uh, the, the Highlift Jack Company, and I just want to say that it was very informative. I don't know that I need another Highlift Jack because I've owned mine for 20 years and it's still working strong. Testament to a great product, but Highlift Jack is the original power tool. Great interview. Thanks, guys. Uh, that was so cute. Nate thought he could win. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's going to really get you back one day. <laughs> it's like the it's like the Bob Euchre thing. Just right. a bit outside. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling in, Nate. We always enjoy hearing you. And uh, I don't know if you saw this on uh, on uh, Facebook today, but uh, he's got some brand new uh, SB I... crawler uh, stickers. You know, like in oh, color that, and had yes. a little uh, YouTube logo on the end and stuff. I asked him if he was uh, creating vandalism or doing vandalism by sticking those on Jeeves. <laughs> and so. if you if you ask for him to mail you a sticker, I bet you he will take like three months to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guarantee. Uh-huh. Uh, it would never show up. Uh, right. It would, it would require me asking seven times before. Or, Even or then, it wouldn't show up. This- He'll take the sticker and peel it and put it on a piece of paper and then send it to you. Oh, that's a great that's idea. Not, that's that, what I would do. That's a great idea. And uh, then uh, well, it would it would not make me cry if it was red. Then that would just really be a loss. Yes, yes. Hey, this is Scott. I'm also a ham radio operator, Jeep owner, and an avid listener to your show. I've heard a lot of uh, really good episodes, but what I haven't heard yet, maybe you have covered it and I just haven't got to it yet because there's be frankly, there's a lot of stuff to listen to, <laughs> uh, is communications on the trail of CB radios versus ham radios. I see a lot of guys running ham radios that are not ham radio operators, which is kind of a no-no in my book, being a ham radio operator. Uh, I know some of the ham radio operators get rather annoyed when people are there using the frequencies that they're not supposed to be on without their call sign. Uh, so if you could cover that a little bit, maybe, and... Uh, Explain to people what SWR is and so on, because I have had to go in and fix a lot of people's antennas, <laughs> and they never heard of it and don't know about it. So maybe we could cover that a little bit, you know, maybe not a whole episode, but anyway, thanks. Hey, have a good day. Love the show. Well, Tammy, uh, I know that uh, he's he's recommending things we could cover on the show, and of course we don't need to, to cover it now, but uh, I think it'd be good uh, for on-the-trail communications. I mean, I, I've been yes. playing around with radios and stuff for a long time, but as far as doing communications on the trail, I haven't had any experience. Maybe you could share some of your experience with on-the-trail communication. Um, I can't with ham radios. No, 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 but CB, right. which I think applies to oh, most yes. people. And... um. When when we're trailing out here, it's different because we're all in a group, tight-knit group. So you don't have to have a whole lot of distance, I guess, coverage right. or whatever. So even those little handhelds work. Like you could stop at Target or wherever and get those little handhelds if you don't have a CB radio. Because, you know, you're you're really close together. So there's not a whole lot. But it's really nice because... Um, if you're in a group of a bunch of people and you don't have that CB radio and you're not on the same channel as everyone else, you're kind of missing out on that fun part of it too. And you're kind of missing out on like, oh, there's a big puddle coming up and you don't want to go to the left because it's really deep there and, you know, just stay to the right. You're, you're kind of missing out on some good trail talk. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, even the handhelds or just even a, a simple cheap, um, little walkie-talkie type CB, which I have right now, the Midland, I forget the numbers, but you can see it on my build page um, on my blog at jeepmama.com. But yes, I think it's a very good idea. And actually, Tony, um, the caller brought up a good 
subject that we should talk about and that's that SWR thing. And I know you told me years ago that I should get it done and I hate to admit this. And you went right out and got it done. And yes, I did. <laughs> uh-huh. I have no idea how to do it or what to do. I guess I need to take it to someone who knows what they're doing. No, not at all. Um, uh, it's it's really easy to do. The The hard part is having an SWR meter, but that is uh, something that's quite often built into the radios nowadays. Right. So you just need a way of uh, uh, adjusting the antenna length because it's all about getting the antenna length correct. Right. And, and I think a lot of people don't don't understand anything about SWRs because they they sit down to their Jeep, they turn on their uh, their good time radio, and they hear stuff. It works fine. I didn't have right, to adjust right. anything. I, I just use it. And you go yeah. and get a get a CB, and you get the antenna, and and why don't I just turn it on and, and use it? Uh, it right. the, the the difference is transmit. Uh, when you go to transmit things, then if the uh, standing wave ratio is not correct. Uh, or there's an imbalance in the feed line, or even a problem with the feed line, it's going to take the power that's coming out of your radio and come is going to be reflected back into your radio. And those output transistors are made to, to output, not take input. And they get hot, right. and they burn up, and then it stops working. So that's the reason why you want to set your SWR, standing wave ratio. And uh, it's, it's really very simple. It's, it's re- really just adjusting the antenna length to the frequency that you're using. And it usually only requires an eighth of an inch or so moving up and down and checking that SWR meter. And, of course, we can go into that in more depth uh, in the future. Um, I, I, I just uh, added that to my to-do list. <laughs> it's really very simple. And, and you check your radio, Tammy. It probably says SWR on there. Or if you look in the user manual online, right. it, it will tell you how to, where the SWR is on the meter. And even uh, there may be a calibrate button on there. or right. it may The modern ones may not even require calibration any longer. But anyway, uh, I think you'll see that it's, it's actually quite simple to do. Um, so the other thing I will mention really quick, because I think this is uh, quite important, um, there's a lot of radios that you can buy nowadays that are uh, on the ham frequencies and that, that can be on the ham frequencies for as little as like 25 bucks. And it's very um, seductive about buying, you know, spending a whole $50. And now you and your friend can talk on these very quiet FM modulated channels and uh, just have a good old time. The problem is going to be, you know, number one, that's illegal uh, to do. Uh, because you need to have a ham radio license. And if you're a CBer, you go, what do I care about legal? Because, uh, you know, 40 years later, the FCC's just rolled over and uh, said, screw it, we're not going to try to prosecute anybody unless they're running 25,000 watts and damaging other services. The problem with operating on a ham radio frequencies and not being licensed, ham radio operators aren't going to put up with that shit. They will find you and then they will report you to the FCC. So they will do the legwork to find out who you are and report you to the FCC. FCC may still not do anything about it, but there's a better chance they will the more hams that report you. So do yourself a favor, and if you're going to mess around with one of those radios like the Bofang, make sure to look up what the ham radio frequencies are and stay off of them. There's lots of frequencies on that radio that you can use that are not on the ham bands. Trust me, you'll thank me later. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. 
Well, I had to take my Jeep into the dealer to, um, I had a leak and I posted pictures on Facebook and um, there was, it was gear oil because I smelled it and it was in the sea gusset. That's so strange. Yeah, I could see the splatter on the inside of my tire. I, there was like a little puddle um, near my front driver's tire and... Um, I was going to take it to Adrenaline Off-Road, and thankfully, somebody on one of the listeners or one of my followers said, I had that done. It was covered under the powertrain warranty. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, So I checked, and they said, yeah, it's probably covered. And I said, well, you know I have a lift and tires, but it was put on by um, a Jeep dealer. And they're like, yeah, it'll still be covered. Um, by an authorized Jeep dealer. So anyway, I brought the Jeep in Wednesday night and I'm waiting there. And I said, hey, I go, um, can you give me one of those JLs to take home while you guys are fixing my Jeep? <laughs> and and they're like, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, oh, come on. And I'm giving them a little grief. And this customer walks in and I'm like, I looked at him and I said, can you believe they're not giving me a JL (laughs) to take? And he looked at me and he's like, I don't even know what a JL is. And I'm like, what? Like work with me here. Just say yes. (laughs) And he's like, I'm a Chrysler minivan dad. And I'm like, okay. Oh, you poor bastard. Move along. (laughs) I know. So anyway, I just kept pushing and pushing and it was two brothers working at the service counter and finally said, go ask our sales manager, Justin. And I'm like, okay, I will. So I walked it. We found Justin and he was in the garage and I gave him the Jeep talk show card and I gave him my Jeep (laughs) mama's card. And I said, hey, I go, I really want to take the JL home or take the JL home. And I'll talk about it on the Jeep Talk Show, and I'll talk, I'll review it on my blog. And he said, "Sure." And I'm like, "Okay, yay!" He goes, "But you can't have it overnight." I'm like, "Oh, poop." So I made my husband drive me back to the Jeep dealer that morning just to get the JL to go to work. And when I get there, um, Justin, the sales manager, goes, "Hey, oh, so back rewind." back to the night before so he's like have you seen the new gladiator and i'm like yeah i've seen pictures all over <laughs> of course i have <laughs> i know don't tease and me <laughs> he, and he's like we have one out front and i'm like no way and so we went out front and it was a gladiator and i'm i'm like oh my gosh can i do a facebook live of the gladiator and he's like yeah sure so you know i'm facebooking live oh my god people look it's the gladiator blah 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 and when I got home, I tagged Dark Cars, Chrysler, whatever, Jeep at Rockville in all the, the videos. And I shared it on the talk show and my Facebook page. And so the next morning when I went in to get the JL, he's like, hey, oh, rewind again. Sorry, folks. Um, so I said, can we take this for a ride? He said, no. Jeep is not allowing anyone to test drive the Gladiator. Really? They, yes. Not no one in the dealer had even driven it except for, you know, to get it in the spot in front of the um, the store because there are no replacement parts yet for it. Ah. So they had, this is the second Jeep Gladiator to come to Maryland. The first one was at this dealer and they sold it. The guy didn't even test drive it. He just bought it. Um, so anyway, no one can drive the gladiator and I'm like, Oh, bummer. So, but I was like, Oh, cool. I get to test drive the JL tomorrow morning. So 
I get into the Jeep dealer the next morning and he's like, hey, do you have 30 minutes before you have to go to work? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, God, is it that much paperwork? Borrow the JL. And he looks at me. He's like, you get to drive the Gladiator. We talked to Jeep or whoever they needed to talk to. And they thought it would be great publicity for me to take the Gladiator for a ride. So they gave the keys to this other sales guy who has never been in the Jeep. <laughs> and I get, it was an amazing ride, Tony. I did a, we Facebook live the whole 21 minute ride. But wait a minute, and, Tammy, what was the best thing about the Gladiator? Something that you wouldn't normally have done, uh, but made it so much better. What right. was the defining thing of the Gladiator that made this Gladiator head and shoulders over every other gladiator that they've made. Um, well, in your eyes, it was probably <laughs> yeah. the color red. I will edit it was, out in my yes, eyes. <laughs> yes. No, you can't edit that out. Um, it was. Wait a minute. Okay. When you said it was red, it, it was red. All right. Very well. Very good. Okay. <laughs> um, it was really hard for me to get in the red. Ooh, the red, red jeeps are sexy. Okay. You're gonna. You can play it again. Everybody warned me. Ooh, red Jeeps are sexy. Uh-huh. So it's funny because I posted it and so many people said, Tony is going to have the best time. He's going to give you so much grief. Um, but do you, do you remember when Josh was rolling his eyes and saying, that's really getting old? And this is like yes. two years ago. The whole no, red Jeep, black Jeep thing is really getting old. <laughs> He was he was really upset about that too. I could tell. He's like, "Okay, you two, enough already." <laughs> and then the uh, listeners started going, "Yeah, Reggie, right. Jeep, you know, it I just know. caught on." So you know, and too Josh bad, Josh. Like, Shoot. Um, <laughs> oh, I, Tony, we it, you know that show with Jerry Seinfeld where he has coffee and cars. Oh yeah, and they drive around in the car and talk. That's kind of how John. He's um, just asked John. On Facebook, he's the salesman there that rode with me because mm -hmm. he hadn't even been in the Jeep Gladiator as well. And we did, just kind of had Did he have a look of disdain at you as, as you were getting oh, yeah. to drive it? Like, who are yeah. you? Was, <laughs> I, was, I can have a he, podcast. <laughs> he was pretty mad. He, he said, I'm so jealous of you right now. He says that <laughs> if you go to my Facebook page, it's the whole video of our little conversation and then I just edit it down because at one point we turned the radio on and I would get, I wouldn't be able to monetize the video if I right. put the music on. But anyway, the whole ride, I am smiling like a kid in a candy store. It was the coolest thing. And we rode down the same road the first time I took um, a Jeep ride when I bought my Sahara years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's that same feeling. You just feel so... It's just, I can't even explain it. You guys know, Wrangler owners know. Um, but it was so cool. And the one thing that surprised me the most was how smooth of a ride it was. And at one point I said, I feel like I'm riding in a Cadillac because you know how when I got that steering attenuator and I put it on my Jeep and it's supposed to help the bump steer and the jittery steering wheel, the Gladiator does not do that at all. It is this. It's such a smooth ride. Um, I'm sure it's not as smooth as a Cadillac, but for a Jeep, um, a Wrangler, it's it's pretty cool. And just all the bells and whistles 
in the Gladiator. It's pretty much got the same dash and the same setup as um, the JL. Well, I was going to ask you, because I know yeah. you had driven both of those. I was wondering yes. how they compared. Did you notice any... Yes. I don't want to derail you what you're saying here, but no, 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 did you notice right. any, any big differences between the Jeep truck um, and the JL, or was it like driving the same vehicle? Um, actually... I would say they felt the same, um, and I, I d didn't really feel like I was... Actually, no, I take that back. I felt like the Gladiator felt lifted, but it wasn't. It, I felt higher oh, in the Gladiator. Yeah, and um, you really... I didn't really... Because my husband used to have an Avalanche, and I hated driving it because it just felt so big and bulky, and like you, you were just going to like weren't going to turn right you were just going to take a big wide turn like a semi or parking but the gladiator i didn't feel that at all um and it was really it was a really nice ride the other cool thing about the gladiator if you like organizing stuff and little hidey holes and all that you can lift up the passenger seats and there are little cubby holes in there like you know i think it's uh which if there's a Chrysler minivan that has the same thing. That makes sense. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, just all the little different, you know, bells and whistles it had. Now, the Gladiator I was in is called the Overland, and that is the replacement for the Sahara. So it, the, the Overland is like with the stitched seating and the leather seats and, you know, that type of thing. Um, it was not a Rubicon. But... So, I did the test drive of the Gladiator, and I was waving like a, a little kid waving at Santa <laughs> when we would pass by other Jeeps. Um, so, then I got to... I'm better than you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, by the way, this Gladiator um, sticker price was 54 k Wow. Yes. Wow. But the JL I was in was a Rubicon. That sticker price was sixty. My God, did it come with a rag? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you meant. Uh, that's, um, that's so you can wipe your ass after you've gotten screwed. <laughs> oh yeah, really. So the JL is just as smooth. Um, the the Gladiator did have the the regular Jeep stock tires. The JL had the Rubicon tires. Um, those $10,000 buttons, which probably they're now $15,000 buttons because oh, they're least. fancier and newer, um, are in a different spot, um, which is the sway bar disconnect and the axle lock button. And the axle lock button is really different looking. Um, the other cool thing, which is, I can't believe it took Jeep this long to do this, but because the front dash is different. It doesn't have those seven little buttons like in the Jeep Wranglers now. The, the center, the center console, seven yeah. buttons, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll have pictures on my Facebook page because I want to. I took pictures of everything. or I mean, on my blog, I'm going to do a review of it. But it had AUX1, AUX2, AUX3, and AUX4. And I'm like, what are those buttons for? And he goes, well, Jeep finally listened to us. And you know how we all like to put lights on our Jeeps and we're, you know, pulling wires through the firewall and we're hooking up to batteries and fuse boxes and um we don't have to do that anymore that is a direct you just 
put the lights on and you don't have to wire it into your Jeep to whatever. You can just wire it to wherever these, I'm assuming it's in the fuse box. Probably under the hood someplace and it probably goes to the fuse box. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, that is the coolest thing. That would have been so much easier than what I did. So I really like that. They also have in the four doors, and I'm assuming the two doors too, there's no heat vents to the back seats. So my kids would always freeze their butts off in the wintertime. And now Jeep has um, in the back, in the center, their own air vents for the people in the back seat. Wow. You would have thought that was something they would have done a lot sooner. Right. Um, So that was pretty cool. Um, and just, you know, again, all the bells and whistles, You, they have the old analog buttons, you know, for us old-fashioned people who like to turn the radio on and turn a knob, or their new fangled technology stuff, you can do it right there on a touch screen, the same exact thing. Um, the only thing is that's holding me back from buying, would be holding me back from buying a JL Rubicon is, the salesman told me this, and I'm not sure... I, I'm assuming he would be right, but in the center council, they have this like aluminum um, part of the dash, the upper part of the dash. It's all red, and all the Rubicons have red stitching <laughs> all over them. And I'm like, they and know, they, but, they know what sells, Tammy. Know, Embrace know. the red. No, I just I don't know <laughs> if I can do it. And the Rubicon sticker is outlined in red and. So, uh, well, this this JL Rubicon was quite a bit more expensive than your JKU oh, Rubicon, didn't it? Yes, yes, yes. So, if if the prices were the same, and um, and you could go and, and 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 you know you had the means today, not even question about right. it, and you could get a JL Rubicon, would you trade in your JKU and get a, the the JLU or or just the JL? No. And, and, um, and, and would it only be because of the modifications and the history that you have with the Jeep you have, or was there something that you saw technically or aesthetically? Oh, no. It has nothing to do with the JL. It just, I could not part with my, J, yeah. my Jeep. It's a family member. I No, I can't. And it's, I, for most people, they'd be like, you are nuts. But I I, I would really be sad. I think I Jeep mean, people it, it, would, would agree with you. Uh, most, right. most Jeepers would, because you've put in something, you've put your trust and your excitement Love. and time and yeah. everything into the vehicle and just to throw it away i always tell people when they they're selling their selling their jeeps on uh, on uh, facebook or something and i'll say you'll regret this and so many people say i regretted selling my jeep right i mean when i sold or when i traded in my sahara sahara wasn't lifted it was still stock right and i hadn't done all the undercarriage stuff like with the steering and the drive shaft i hadn't done any of that to the sahara and I only had it for a year, and I only had off-roaded from May to October in it. So I didn't have a whole lot of history. I mean, but I still felt that soul, that deep soul connection to it. Um, and it was hard, and I hugged it and stuff. Um, so embarrassing. I know that sounds weird. So I know. embarrassing. <laughs> I have a picture somewhere of it. Mom, stop. I know. <laughs> so it was a little easier. I still feel really bad. Um, but... I have so much blood, sweat, and tears in this thing. I just, I don't think I could trade it in. And um, now I could buy a Gladiator to be my trail or to trailer. Yeah, your tow rig. Right. 
Um, I could do that, but I would have to win the lottery or start a GoFundMe page. Oh, boy, don't you know. And wouldn't it be cool to have a Rubicon Gladiator to pull your Rubicon Jeep? (laughs) Can you imagine how much that Rubicon Gladiator is going to be? Oh, gee, yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be less. Some of them were going I thought it was going to be less. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was going to be less than 60 because the uh, I thought I had read it was going to be like in the the high 50s or 60s range. I, I, God, I hope they're not selling for 80. I mean, they may do it when they first come out because there's so much excitement surrounding right. these things. But I hope that's not the final prize. But it was it was such an amazing day. Um, oh, so the other fun part was so I'm driving back. There's this big thunderstorm. I'm driving back to the Jeep dealer in the JL to pick up my Jeep. And as I'm going there, I get a phone call from the service center saying they were having a really hard time getting out my axle seals. So they were going to have to give me a rental car because they needed to keep it overnight. And as I'm driving to the dealer, I'm in this horrible traffic jam, but I see the cars up ahead, like going you know, one by one, and it's clear. And I'm like, what is going on? Is there an accident down there? Some um, sewer must have got backed up, and there was a huge water crossing on the road. So all these cars are going slow. So I started going Facebook Live, and I'm in this, um, it's not even a rental. I'm in this new, brand new $60,000 JL, and I'm pulling over into the other lane because all the other cars were pulling in. I was pulling into the right lane. Everybody was also pulling into the left lane because it was shallower there. And I'm, I honked because this one guy went pull over. And so then I took off and I just floored it into the water. It's coming up over the, the hood. And I'm like, shoot, Jeep's going to be really mad at me. <laughs> it's sewer water. <laughs> I know. Getting their, their brand new, you know, probably like 20 miles on it, Jeep. <laughs> um, but actually, so the guys at this dealer are amazing. They're like, go for it. Yeah, you should do it. And and I even, I was talking about, you know, I need my Jeep back because I'm going off-roading next week. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And they're like, what are you talking about? And, I, and so we're talking about, um, they don't care. You know, if, you know, the, Good. So that's what Jeeps are meant to be for, is off-roading. Um, so they didn't care that I go off-roading. They all go off-roading in their Jeeps. So um, they were really great guys. Um, so I'm going to hopefully maybe get a job there. That would be cool. Um, yeah, Jeep Mama's working on your Jeep. Um, <laughs> so, that, so I get there. They wouldn't let me keep the jail because you're not supposed to People can't keep them overnight. So now I'm in a Grand Cherokee. And it's a really nice Jeep. It's very luxurious. It's very, it's just really nice. But I just felt like a normal everyday person. And of course, if there's any sewer water, you'll be getting in the right lane to go through the shallow side. Right. right? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I, nobody like looked at me nobody looked at my car yeah uh, or my jeep and i you know I you're just was, another cog you're just another cog yes. in the wheel yeah and i'm like i don't like this so i came up with this saying once you go jeep wrangler you're always gonna repeat <laughs> so because you can't say go back but yeah, yeah well, the, um, ne- the next one will be, will be better yeah it didn't rhyme but you know i it was an amazing day. I get home and there's a huge package for me 
And thank you, High Lift Jack. Thank you, Scott. Um, I got a High Lift Jack. Or Steve. And Steve. I keep calling him Scott. I Scott, don't, don't, don't send her another damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, a Yeah, I know mate. it's Steve. I hear people screaming yeah, at me. Yeah, Steve. Steve, I'm sorry. Um, and Tony, when he asked me which one I wanted, I said, well, between, you know, the cast steel and the, there was an, another name for the other one. And I go, well, what's the difference? He's like, basically the color. And I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely the black one. I don't want the red one. You know, they so, in the interview, he talked about all the new colors they had. You weren't tempted to get a a, a non-red color and something that wasn't no, black? No, I, black is, I mean, it's either going to be black or purple. Well, so. and of course, they don't make purple. So right. uh, are you going to paint this so. one? Are you going to primer it and then uh, take it apart, primer it and make it purple? No, I, you know, maybe, but not right away. Um, because, you know, I'm not going to. Because I'm taking his advice about not putting it on the outside of my Jeep, especially where oh, yeah. I live, because of all the road salt. Sure. You know, and I don't, I don't need another thing to have to clean. So I'm going to keep <laughs> it. I'm going to store it, find a place to store it inside my Jeep. Well, that sounds good. It's not like a great idea. Just make yeah. sure it's tied down well. You go off road. Yes. You know, you know better. Right. And the funny thing is, um, I'm going to do a how-to video, how to use properly use a high lift jack. So I'm going to have to read the instructions. Which in my email exchange with Steve, he goes, that is the, the first thing. Um, he goes, that's one thing most men don't do is oh, read the not. instructions. So, I'm not weak, weak men read instructions. Only weak men are people that are missing fingers because they didn't read instructions. So um, be looking for that video. And of course, I will have to have them approve it first to make sure I do it right. Because you know me, I'll probably screw something up. But that's how you learn. Just hopefully I won't take any fingers off. But I've actually used a high lift jack when I was with Ladies Off-Road Network at their training session for the tires. Um, Charlene gave us all lessons on how to use it, so I'm, I'm familiar with it. Hey, folks, uh, coming up later in the show, we don't know what he's going to say. Um, we're going to be hearing from Nikki G, so stay tuned. Oh, it looks like we had a, a listener email. Oh, cool. Um, it's from Patrick G of Oscoda, Michigan. I love the show and now have my son and a couple of friends also listening every week. Thanks for doing the show and keep up the good work. He's a fellow Jeeper and an XJTJ JK owner. Wow. wow. That was a whole gamut there. Yeah. And, um, P.S. The XJ is black. <laughs> I see what you did there and I, I like yes. that you've been paying attention. Of course, it's red. It's, it's a day filled with red jeeps. I'll just have to accept it. So how much do you spend to reach 2,000 people? Wait, not just 2,000 people, but 2,000 people that have an intense love of jeeps and the jeep lifestyle. Uh, you could spend as much as $10 a person to reach your target audience. That would be $20,000. We know you'd never spend that much money on mailers, radio, TV, would you? The great news is you don't have to. For a fraction of that, you can advertise on the Jeep Talk Show. Interested in increasing your company's SEO? We'll include your company on our website, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. Want to talk to us? Well, we want to talk to you. Just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact uh, or email us at info at jeeptalkshow.com or you can always call us at 281-301-5749. Advertise with Jeep Talk Show today.
Hello, this is Isaac. I'm listening to the Jeep Talk Show out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I was just listening to your latest episode about the LM100 for the high lift jack for lifting the car with a tire. And you could always use that, lift the car up, and then put like a jack stand underneath the axle, let it down, then change your tire, hook it back up, lift the car up again, and then go take the jack stand out. And that would then allow you to change your tire and not have to compress, or rather let all the slack out of your suspension while you lift your car up. So I just thought of that, and I just thought I'd like to call you guys and let you guys know. All right, I'll talk to you later. Well, thanks for listening to the show and calling in. I really appreciate that. You know, I don't know. You probably got the joke, but I was giving Josh a hard time when I said, uh, how do you change the tire when you lift up uh, something uh, with uh, the high lift jack uh, when you're lifting up the actual wheel itself? So I never thought about that because that can be an issue as far as having the suspension droop down from the weight of the tire and the wheel and everything else. And uh, if you have a, a jack stand that you can put up underneath there, you don't have to jack everything up as high because uh, you don't have to have that uh, that axle droop uh, while you're taking off the uh, the wheel. Right. So, so great information. And, Tammy, you've got one of those uh, – I'm sorry, what was the thing called that you got with the high lift jack? The um, lift mate. Yeah, you've got one of those lift mates that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we're talking about right here, uh, about using that to uh, actually change the tire, which I didn't really think was possible. But yeah, I, I guess you can how that works. Yeah, I guess you can figure, well, you know, you jack it up, put the jack stand in there, jack it down, take the wheel off, put it back on, and jack it back up, take the, the, the jack stand back out. I think I have to see it. <laughs> There'll be a Venn I'm diagram. A, I know. I'm a visual. Hello, Answer the phone. the adapters. This is Mumbly. How can I help you to make your day a great day? Uh, is this advanced adapters? Of course it is. How can mm-hmm. I help you to make your experience a very good customer experience? Is Clyde there? I'd like to speak with Clyde. I'm sorry, sir. There is no Clyde here, but I'm sure I can help you. Are you in the U.S.? Clyde, is that you? <laughs> <sighs> yes. What can I do for you, Mr. McLaurite? Clyde, I told you to call me Tony. <laughs> you know I am from the Jeep Talk Show. Oh. <laughs> Clyde? Uh, Clyde? <laughs> Clyde, is this going to add time to my five or six weeks? Clyde. Clyde! Clyde! Did you ever listen to the Jeep Talk Show? Well, that's just a shame. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I gotta say, I really learned a lot last week. I'll, I'll start off by saying I, I have a Smitty built jack that I use quite a bit off road, but mostly around the house. They, they come in handy. Uh, I bought a Smitty built because I thought they were all made by the same Chinese kid. But recently, I watched FM Jeeper's video last week of how he rebuilt the high lift jack. And then you had the folks from High Lift Jack on the show last week. And I, I've really learned a lot. And I think I'm going to buy a High Lift Jack because since they're rebuildable, it'll, it'll be the last jack I ever buy. But uh, I really, really don't want to buy a High Lift Jack. I'm going to go the Tammy way of obtaining things and just uh, win it. And uh, I've also stopped paying my mortgage because I'm, 
I plan on winning a house too, and uh, maybe a few cars. And I'm also in the market for winning a new lawnmower too. Alright, look forward to seeing you at the invasion, Tammy. Alright, boys and girls, I'll uh, chat you later. Never go on by. This has been From the Mind of Nikki G. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Mighty ho, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. This week, we've got uh, Michelle, and Michelle is the president and founder of Jeeps at the Beach, Texas. Not just Jeeps at the Beach. This is the Texas part, so it's it's different. So if you're looking on Facebook and you see Jeeps at the Beach, nope, look for Jeeps at the Beach, Texas. The group started in 2016 and has grown tremendously with currently almost 4,000 active members. Michelle's wow. favorite, Yeah, Michelle's favorite place in her is to be in her Jeep at the beach uh, and on the trails uh, with her Jeeper friends. You can learn more about Jeeps at the Beach, Texas, on Facebook. So, again, just just go over to uh, your Facebook, your favorite Facebook page, and go Je- search for Jeeps at the Beach uh, TX for Texas. Michelle, thanks again. Uh, Michelle was with us here last year, uh, right before uh, Go Topless Day, and she's back for the same reason. We're going to talk, talk about more Go Topless Day. And this one specifically... Uh, Michelle, you you specifically go down to Bolivar, correct? Correct. So um, now, last year, uh, I, you invited me and you know, was kind enough to uh, save a save a spot for me. And my wife and I sat there, got a had a front row view of all the shenanigans that were going on. Is it like that every year, Michelle? It is. It's like that every year, um, and then it just keeps growing and growing. So, you know, the more people that are around, the the better it is, And but it can get a little bit chaotic and a little bit of a cluster, but we all have fun. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you, if you remember the stats from last year, uh, ballpark, it is fine. How many, how many people showed up, uh, just the, the estimate for everybody showing up there on, on, in, in Bolivar, which is just, uh, uh, a little east of uh, of Galveston, Texas, which I know everybody's heard of, but I can't remember the figure. It was was it a, was it in hundreds of thousands that that showed up? That's what I was going to say. I believe it was in hundreds of thousands people. Um, and then if you look at the pictures, you know they have aerial photos of of the beach, and it's just I mean packed with vehicles and jeeps and people. So it's it's a very very large crowd, and it goes all the way. You know the island is really long. And it goes all the way down the island. And then also, you know, Galveston has their own beaches, East Beach and on the West End. And it, I mean, it just is everywhere, which is pretty awesome. Tammy, did you guys have a thing uh, when you were young where you would take your vehicles and you would drive up and down like a road or something? Main Street. Main yeah. Street. So yeah. we, we had a thing like that in Baytown. Uh, and, and that's what you do like on a Friday or Saturday night if you couldn't afford anything but gas. And uh, this this reminds me a lot of that riding up and down, uh, right? Because you see all these things passing by, and it's it's like uh, it's like SEMA, except it all passes in front of you with all the various vehicles. So, Michelle, how many years have you been going out there to Bolivar uh, and uh, for Go Topless Day? So this will be my third year. Um, I knew it existed, so I've had my Jeep for three and a half years. I knew it it existed. Um, and I heard that it was really a great time and a big party out there. But of course, I hadn't gone, 
you know, with, I didn't have a Jeep till, you know, three and a half years ago. So three years ago is my first time. And I had already started my group. So I went out there with my group and we had a great time. Last year was a blast. So now I'm looking forward to a third year. But then again, it's go topless. So you don't really know what to expect. Um, <laughs> you saw you saw what happens, you know, to each his own. Each person is is doing something different, whether it be good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, there was there was no gunplay. No, nobody was killed. No, so so right. it was all right. <laughs> it's all yeah, in fun. Yeah. You know, that's amazing that you've only had your Jeep for three years and you've created this event and it's grown so huge. I mean, that should just be a testament to the area and to you and putting this whole thing together. I mean, that's, to me, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's actually, when I look back at, you know, in 2016, when the group was created and then look now and see how much it's grown and how much we've accomplished in only three years, it, it does amaze me, mm-hmm. uh, especially when we have events, you know, cause we have events probably once a month. And just how each event, it keeps growing and growing and growing. And of course, Go Topless was around way before me and my group. And so it's, it's, uh, it's been there for a very long time. So I don't want to take credit for that, you know, that whole event itself, but just my group in general, how it's grown. And then we're there to support Go Topless. And we do want to make it about the Jeeps. And every year, you know, we grow as a group going to Go Topless. So it is, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. So I know last year, Gene uh, uh, at, at All Things Jeep sent you a nice big uh, swag bag. I, I, I guess I can't even call it a bag. It was more like a truckload <laughs> of stuff for you to for you guys to hand out. Literally. And and I think you got yeah. I mean literally. And I think you had probably six to ten volunteers handing out uh, the the to the uh, the goodies to the double row of vehicles that were passing in front of us. Now, uh, I don't know if everybody knows or not, but Extreme Terrain, one of the uh, uh, reoccurring advertisers here for the Jeep Talk Show, God bless them, uh, has, has purchased all things Jeep, and now the uh, Go Topless Day event is, is really theirs. So uh, have you seen any differences between when Gene was doing the Go Topless and, and that Extreme Terrain is doing it? Um, I'd say, you know, as far as the, the giveaways go, um, you are correct. When it was all things Jeep, I literally got boxes filled. It, my patio was filled with boxes of giveaways that came from all things Jeep and came from extreme terrain. And I believe some rough country, um, stuff was in there and that was pretty impressive. And I was really grateful for it all. And like you said, I had everybody handing out stuff. Uh, because it was so much um, this year, um, as far as you know, giveaways and and their support, their online support has been fantastic. Um, they've really created their online promotional um, and marketing. You know, they they've done a really good job about that, and just you know, they share our events, they mention our group's name. It's it's pretty cool about that. And then they even have an interactive map situation where you can go and see, you know, if you've never even gone to a Go Topless event, but you want to go to one near, you know, where you live, they have a map where you can say, hey, you know, I live around, or I live maybe an hour away from Crystal Beach and I noticed that this group is there and then click on it and then they can contact us. So that right there is pretty cool. Um, but as far as giveaway go, um, they're just giving away stickers and bags. Um, extreme terrain stickers and bags. Um, there's not, there's nothing more as far as giving away, but I will say, and I will give them credit for this. 
they have um, an offer that if you are doing some kind of fundraiser or benefit at the Gotopolis event, they are, I believe, um, matching to a certain point of the money that you raise. And I think that's really cool. Um, unfortunately, Jeeps at the Beach, we do do benefits. We actually just did one last weekend for autism. And we raised a bunch of money for the Autism Foundation. Um, Go Topless, though, at Crystal Beach is so big and it's very chaotic that there's no way to organize something like that at that event itself. And so we don't do anything like that at Go Topless. Um, you know, but there are groups that have some, you know, some events that are much smaller. And so they're able to do uh, something like that. And so I did notice that if you do raise money, extreme terrain matches to a certain point. So I think that is is a really good way to take their money and, and invest in the go topless, you know, um, events and groups and stuff. One of the things I had noticed was they had a nice map of the United States and they had uh, the, the green ones were the ones that uh, had a go topless day event uh, going on. And in yellow, they had the states that didn't have anything. And I noticed over uh, a little bit of time, some of those states have gotten filled in, which I thought was a really cool idea. Because I know one yeah. thing one thing Gene was really interested wa- interested in, in doing was having Go Topless uh, Day worldwide. I, uh, Tammy, I don't remember if, if you remember we talked about right. something in yep. uh, uh, the Arctic Circle or something. They, they needed a Jeep <laughs> down there for Go Topless Day. Some brave soul <laughs> right. <laughs> whose, right. whose name would remain Nipley. So, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. I was, I have to, I have to be honest with you. I love extreme terrain. I think they got great products. Uh, the, uh, real friendly staff in the, the back end that I deal with. And, uh, but I was a little disappointed that the, the founder of go topless day wasn't going to be at the, the reins of the event that her and her husband created so long ago. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that, cause I don't know, last year, I thought it was really, really cool that she was so upfront and interactive with everybody when it came to go topless because it, you know, it was hers and you could hear in her voice how proud she was of it. And we all, you know, we all were just as proud to be able to talk to her, you know, and, and interact with her. And now she's gone. So now there's really not anybody to interact personally with. You have to just send out an email. I mean, that's how you communicate with these, you know, with extreme terrain, which is fine. I understand they're a big corporation, but we, you lose that, that personal, you know, that personal aspect of the whole go top listing. Right. You, you, you could gather a, a lot more because they have a staff and right. <laughs> Jean, right. I think, I think Jean was just drinking whiskey at the end of the day around, around <laughs> yeah. go topless day season. Cause she was so busy. <laughs> uh, she may be, uh, she may not drink at all. I don't know. I'm just saying that I was a str- I'm sure it was a very stressful thing. Yeah, well, what, sure. you know, at your topless day, what goes on at, I mean, I've never been to a beach Jeep event or a topless event. So what, what do you guys do there? Um, at Go Topless, Topless specifically, of course, my group is Jeeps at the Beach. So we do have other beach events and, you know, um, we do different things. But at Go Topless specifically, it really is just a big party. So we get out there and, you know, we enjoy each other's company. You know, we listen to music this year. I, I took a twist and didn't do the DJ and I did a live band. So that'll be, you know, something different. Um, and you just, you're out there. And, and another thing you do is, uh, like Tony was mentioning, you have everybody driving by. So, 
sometimes these people get stuck in this traffic for 30 minutes and you're meeting new people because they're sitting in front of you for 30 minutes or you're seeing right. this amazing Jeep that you love and you're, you're looking at all these Jeeps pass by. So that, that part is pretty cool. But as far as actually, you know, doing anything else that that's pretty much all you do <laughs> all day. So all it's a as, big, far as, it's a, as far as doing being party. conservative, I'm mean, not conservative, being constructive. There is nothing constructive right. about this no, at all. It's just fine. You're not building sandcastles. <laughs> you're not cleaning up so the beach. So do people bring their tents out and camp on the beach? Oh, yeah. So because there's so many people and it gets very crowded, I always have those people. Well, also, you don't want to wake up and be in the water. But like you always camp right against the dunes and we always right. put everybody together. You know, so that way there's, you know, they're all sleeping together and they're all waking up together. And you just make sure that all those people are settled before we have a beach house. So before I leave and go back to the beach house at, you know, one, two, three a.m., uh, you make sure everybody's good to go, you know, and that everybody's everybody's good. They're behind the, the high tide line. So uh, exactly. also too the uh, there in Bolivar, uh, Crystal Beach, the the beach isn't very wide. So, uh, no. and depending on the tide, of course, but like Galveston, it's uh, gosh, probably 60, 70, 80 feet or something, maybe even uh, longer at places between where the, 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 the water is and where, you know, you can get back to the, in the sand, uh, on the crystal beach though, it's God, what is it about maybe 50 feet. And then you have the big, uh, the big dunes that they've built, the, the, the things to keep it off of, uh, the, uh, all the houses, beautiful beach houses all on stilts out there, Tammy. Yeah. I think you'd have a blast seeing that. Right. It's probably a lot like um, Charleston. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, or Isle of Palms. I'm looking at the island right now from Google Maps. It's very, <laughs> it's not a very wide island. No, a very slim, uh, slim thing. And like she's saying, it's very long. It took us a long time to, because we went, we went around. If you, uh, oh, I guess we should mention this, uh, Michelle. Uh, you, you probably don't want to ride uh, the, uh, the Bolivar Ferry to get to uh, Crystal Beach. Correct. You, if you, if you come in really, really, really early, um, you might be able to catch it and not have to wait very long, but they do have an, um, awesome online, um, app, or you can go on the, on the website and you could just Google Bolivar Ferry and you can look at the live times. So you can actually see how long you'd have to wait to get on the ferry. But I tell everybody to go around um, you actually go through Winnie and come back down and then come across. So you're not having to go. Um, it's more, so you're not having to wait on the ferry and take the boat, but it's more miles, but especially at go topless, it will probably save you a lot of time. Yeah. That's the way, uh, my wife and I went, uh, and it was, it, it was a nice drive. It was very windy. Uh, yes. and, uh, but it was very interesting, uh, very interesting drive, especially topless. Yeah, it looks, I, I would love to one day camp right there on the shoreline. I just put the little yellow guy on Google Maps and dropped him in the sand. <laughs> and you can see all the campers and the tents. That looks like such, I mean, obviously this was during a regular time. It wasn't Jeep Week or Topless Day, but right. it looks so much fun. Do you guys hang out on the beach a lot, like camp and stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not a huge camper at the beach. Um Crystal Beach has a lot of options when it comes to staying the night, but a lot of people do. And you know what? When they stay the night and they wake up the next morning, they have some amazing pictures of the sunrise and oh, I can imagine you know, the beach. Yeah, it's very beautiful. 
So um, we haven't mentioned uh, what yeah you, know, you can look it up online, but let's uh, let's allow people to get some some information from the uh, for the interview here, some useful purpose, right, Tammy? Uh, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when is the Go Topless uh, day? Uh, what, what what is the date for it this year? So it's uh, it's May seventeenth. Um, that's Friday, and then May eighteenth is Saturday. Um, but we will be out there Thursday through Sunday. Oh, and uh, last year you were at a, a certain location. Uh, I think you're at a different location this year. If people were, were looking for you, how would they find you? Is there uh, like a, I don't know, a cross street or a cross dune or uh, I forget. There was some designator that you, you gave me last year. Yeah. So at Crystal Beach, um, they call them barrels. They're actually the trash cans and they're numbered. So if, when you go down the beach, they obviously, if you go down one way, it, it becomes less numbers and then go it it goes gradually goes back up the numbers on the barrels so we're going to be at barrel 74 and that is where my cleanup sign is at because we adopted part of the beach so there's actually a sign that says jeeps at the beach and that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna be at this year oh perfect yeah now you guys recently had a another event. You're not just at the beach uh, kind of group. Uh, I think it was last weekend. You uh, you had a little uh, uh, event where you uh, you guys drove up uh, into uh, Central Texas. I don't know how far you guys went, but I I did see the thing where you were stopping at a barbecue place. Yeah, that was our autism. Uh, we we had an event called Jeepin for Autism, and we raised money for the Autism Foundation because um, April is is Autism Month. And we started out in Waller, um, and then we made our way up to Brenham, and then we went to a park um, just north of Brenham, and that's where I've, that's where they have um, some uh, wildflowers and a rose garden and the blue bonnets and everything. So we all jeeped up there and then came back down to Houston, and and you know and we raised money for the Autism Foundation. So um, tomorrow evening. Um, me and the rep from the Autism Foundation is going to go to one of the locations and present them a check for the money that we raised. Can you uh, can you mention uh, how successful you were? It was awesome. Um, I had, oh gosh, I think I had around 50 Jeeps and a couple hundred people. Um, so we raised about $1,000 for them. That's great. That's excellent. And yeah. I, and it was a beautiful weekend. Uh, I think I had mentioned on, on the uh, uh, Jeeps of the Beach uh, Texas uh, website uh, or uh, Facebook page rather uh, that I had planned on going up there, and I didn't get much sleep the night before. But I woke up around eleven fifteen and uh, got ready and uh, came upstairs to to get the address to the the Bucky's that you guys are going to be at. And then I actually read the description that you guys were actually traveling. You were that was where you were <laughs> meeting, and you were actually driving someplace. And I got really disappointed whenever you uh, when when I saw that you guys were all going to meet at a barbecue place. What what was the name of that barbecue place? It was called Nathan's Barbecue, and it was in Brenham. Um, and they were really accommodating. I was going to say, were they able to accommodate that many people at one time? Yeah, I had a lot more people show up than I than I thought was going to come, and um, which was which was awesome. Not complaining, but when I showed up. I walked up to the counter and I was like, are you guys ready for us? <laughs> and they kind of laughed because we took over their whole parking lot and they kind of laughed. And there was a, there was a teenage boy that was working there. And he He's said, like, he goes, Oh my you know, God. Well, actually this is what he said. He said, you know what? I need you to eat all of this food so I can go home early. <laughs> and I oh. said, you know what? I got you. I got you. Cause I have a lot of friends here today. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. So is this one of those uh, mom and pop type things? It's not a uh, not a chain, right? 
No, it was the mom and pop place. And yeah. Yeah. How, how and, and, and uh, nobody cares. This is for me. How was the barbecue? Because we may drive up oh. there to have some. <laughs> it was so. It was so good. I had a loaded baked potato in there. I'm real picky about the brisket. You know, the chopped brisket. Uh-huh. Like I don't like a lot of fat. I don't like it too greasy. It was. It was perfect. Oh, that's amazing. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, brisket's like fruit. You just kind of you, you know you're going in when you go in. It's a risk. You never know what you're exactly. going to get. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. of course, the drive is amazing. Oh, it's beautiful that day. I'll have to I'll have to message you the park information. Like if you can go another twenty minutes, you know, away from Nathan's and go up north a little bit, the park is completely worth it. Good place. So to, beautiful. Good place to take a a, a nice barbecue coma nap. <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> so uh tell us a little bit about your jeep we often like to find out uh what you're driving and uh, you've already mentioned you've only had it for three and a half years which i was not aware last year that you had uh, you were uh, really a newbie like uh, like tammy is and boy both you guys have just grabbed on with both hands and uh, taken off yeah i you know growing up the the jeep was always my dream vehicle you know i always thought it was really cool that you know you could have the wind blowing in your hair one day and then have the top on the next and be going to work, you know, and I, and then also with the Jeep comes a lot of adventure. I mean, that's what they tell you on the commercials and everything. Mm-hmm. So I believed it. So I went and bought a Jeep. I knew nobody that had a Jeep. Um, and my, you know, my, my friends thought I was crazy because I have two children. So they're thinking I need some kind of SUV or something economical. And here I am stuck on this Jeep. And so I went and I got it. Um, and ever since then, literally, and I tell I, I tell people, I know this sounds super cheesy and super corny, but it literally has changed my life. Like, oh, my God. The better. I know. No. Literally. I, yes, it if, has. If you're not a Jeeper, then you wouldn't understand it. But no. You don't. It, but, people, people are like, what? I'm like, no. Yep. Like, seriously, my friends who have become my family, I would have never met them if I didn't have my Jeep. Yeah. We hear totally. a lot of this from Tammy. Exactly the same. <laughs> it's I am exactly the same. And you know what is so weird? I find this from a lot of women that, oh, really? you know, get into Jeep it, even later in life. And it's, it's like, you know, and you can't, it's, you can't explain it unless you experience it. Right. And I have, I have met so many great, wonderful people and they're all Jeep people. Yeah. And, you know, they'll be my friends for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's an immediate commonality, something that you can talk to somebody about. So um, she's making me cry again. <laughs> so, so Michelle, I'm tearing up. <laughs> what uh, what year Jeep do you have? And, uh, and and I'm assuming it's a Wrangler. Yeah, it's a 2015 uh, JKU, and it, it's silver, so it's my favorite color. Have you done anything to it? Have you lifted it? Uh, done any uh, modifications? Yeah, that's the first thing I did um, <laughs> is I is I lifted it because uh, I actually when I started going to the events, you know, I, I was tired of being the little person. And then, yes. of course, I'd be, they'd put me in a corner somewhere and I was like, right. you know what? I'm not coming to any more events till I grow. till I grow up. <laughs> You're not going to put baby <laughs> well, in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I could totally relate to that. Totally. <laughs> And then you're lifted for the first time and a Jeep pulls up behind you in the rearview mirror and you're like, huh, I'm <laughs> yeah. not the little one anymore. <laughs> exactly. And then you're all proud. It's a, it's a yep. great feeling. So yep. uh, you said you had a, a silver Jeep. Is that correct? Yeah. My, it's, yeah, it's the silver. Well, you may remember this from last year, but. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Michelle. <laughs> 
that was not the right answer. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but, you know, the good news is they make red Jeeps every day, so you can always yeah. upgrade. Don't you think that's, that's getting funny. a little old, Tony? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> uh, don't hold back, Tammy. Uh, you'll get an ulcer. Well, Michelle, how can people find you, uh, find Jeeps at the Beach, uh, Texas, and, uh, you know, all the social media stuff? Yeah, so right now we actually have two pages on Facebook. Um, we have our group page, and you can go and search Jeeps at the Beach TX, um, and then join the group. It'll ask you a couple questions. Um, and then we also have our events page, which is public. Um, and that way you can go on the events page and see what we do and then, you know, maybe come to a couple meetups and see if it's something that you enjoy. You know, you can even come to a couple meetups and look at Jeeps and see if that's something you want to, you want in your life. Oh, and good idea. Buy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and our, all our events are public, so you can share it with your family. You can share it with other Jeepers, you know, say a non-Jeeper has a Jeeper friend and they want to go to go topless and have fun. They can do that. So there's there's two pages and both of them. All you got to do is type in the search bar Jeeps at the Beach TX. Now, I will say uh, that the the private, the closed one is better because everybody's topless. The downside to that is <laughs> yeah. they're all 50 year old and older men. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you all on uh, Instagram, Michelle? Yes, we do. We have an Instagram. Um, same thing. Just just search uh, Jeeps at the Beach TX. So if you can't make it uh, to Crystal Beach and, and Bolivar, uh, Texas, uh, and join up uh, with Michelle uh, there at, uh, what was it, uh, Barrel 74? 74. 74, yeah. And yeah. If, you, if you can't be there, at least you can go over to Instagram and uh, look at all the pictures they put up while they're up there. So you can kind of live vicariously and not right. sweat at the same time. You know, it's, it's <laughs> really cool to be on the beach kind of uh, vicariously. Well, Michelle, right. thank you so much for being with us tonight, and uh, thanks for being uh, our, uh, our guest uh, twice now, and uh, of course, we'll have to get you on uh, next year and uh, find out more about Go Topless Day. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks again to Michelle Sibley for taking time to talk about Jeeps at the Beach, Texas, and of course, the Go Topless Day that's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so do you have an idea for a guest? Do you work in the off-road industry or know someone who does? Or maybe you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea with our great, great guest. Coming up next week, Justin with Factor 55. That should be an interesting one, Tammy. I can't wait. Okay, class, it's time for a review. Let's check it out. Check it out. It's time for Jeep Mama's product review. Yeah, what is it and why do I want it? So... Since I started um, wrenching on my Jeep and using the ratchet to try to get the bolts off and even my transfer case shifter knob off, one thing I found that has been very, very helpful for me, and it's almost like I get this super strength. It's like I, my hands turn into superhero strength, um, just kind of exaggerating a little, but it's mechanics gloves. And I think this is a must for every Jeeper. Um, to have, especially the female Jeepers, because it just gives you, even when I, sometimes my um, swing gate, trying to get that latch to come up, it gets really um, hard because it just kind of seizes up a little, but it, it gives me that extra oomph that I need. And 
there are all sorts of mechanic gloves, mechanics gloves out there. You got the camo kind, you got black, there's some blue, um, just that khaki color. Red. And I I didn't see any red, Tony. <laughs> Lots of black, but no red. Um, but there was some other, they didn't have purple either, but they had the pink camouflage. Perfect oh. for, yes, perfect for the Jeep girl in your family. Um, they are $24 on Amazon. And they're form-fitting, trek-dry. They help keep your hands cool and comfortable. They have a flexible thermoplastic rubber closure that provides a secure fit to your wrist and an industrial-grade hook and loop so you can you know, tighten it around your wrist. Seamless synthetic leather palm provides optimal dexterity, which you really need when you're wrenching on your Jeep. They're machine washable. They're form-fitting. They help. Keep your hands cool and comfortable, which I already said. Um, and you can get them for $24, like I said, on Amazon. And they I really feel like they've made a big difference when I've been trying to get all those um, torqued on bolts on my Jeep. And like I said, to get my tailgate unlatched. Now, I'll mention this. I think <clears throat> probably it feels like you got uh, super Hulk strength because uh, you don't have to use as much gripping strength. Uh, you know, things don't things tend to slide whenever it's in your hand. Right. But if you've got some rubber type stuff on there, it kind of help makes it easier to grab hold right. of things. And that's probably what you're feeling. Now, I love these things, but at twenty four dollars, it was a little pricey for me because whenever I'm working on something, I kind of go through these things. I actually tear off the right. tear the ends off. Uh, you know, where you're doing the fingers with the right. the bolts and the nuts and twisting and all the rest of the stuff. Um, and, uh, I've got actually gone to the, um, like surgical gloves, but you know, made for m- mechanics and, right. uh, those things are nice because you don't have to take them off to get that, get into that really tight little area to get that bolt, um, uh, to unscrew that, right. that bolt that's already loose. So, right. but I, if, if these things were $5 a pair, I'd have them all the time. They're, they're, they're great. Now, I think you could probably get just the plain old, um, not plain old, if you get the really cool, badass black ones, um, you can get those like at, uh, what do you call those, auto stores. I think you could probably get those cheaper. But these were the specific pink camo gloves. So I'm sure that had a lot to, a lot to do with the price. If you don't, uh, if you don't do a lot of uh, wrenching on your vehicle, uh, I mean, a lot of detail type stuff, I think right. these things are great. And it's a lot better than trying to spend... Uh, five to ten minutes getting all the the grease from underneath your fingernails. So right. it's a very yep. good thing for that. Do you have an idea for a product review? Just visit our contact page and let us know what you'd like to hear on our next product review. And coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a little bit about some events that are happening in your hometown and around the nation in Wheeling Wear. Hey, guys. It's MG for again. Just following up uh, on the High Lift uh, segment. Uh, you know, because Highlift was, was the original power tool. Um, the video that I ended up uh, producing uh, from my rebuild on my YouTube channel, uh, if you want, just search FM Jeeper on YouTube, um, has a Sucha Nuts kind of overview on how to rebuild uh, the jack. Um, basically, it covers if you want to just rebuild the moving parts or if you want to paint and do all that other good stuff, that's covered there as well. Um, but good segment, and uh, just to kind of follow up with um, the folks about uh, about ah, excuse me. to follow up with the folks of uh, High Jack, uh, High Lift Jack. 
they are extremely helpful. Um, so I ended up repainting the lift head on the jack and had to scrape off the model number sticker and the safety warnings. I contacted them. They actually mailed me out brand-new replacement stickers for the jack as well as a, a decal that I put on my Jeep free of charge, and they were extremely helpful. They helped me identify which jack I had just by a picture. I can't say enough good things about them. Uh, High Lift is really a quality company, very easy to work with, and they make a good product. So uh, kudos on having them on the show. Um, and I think that's about it. Uh, Tammy, have fun wheeling. Josh, get out there and wheel. And uh, Tony, get that overheating thing fixed so you can get out on the trails, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Our season up in Connecticut is actually starting, should be starting any time now. Um, have a good week, guys. So, uh, out of all that, I've got one question. Maybe you can answer, Tammy. Soup to nuts. Is that actually a meal, or is that something that they have in foreign countries? I've heard that term, but I've never understood soup you to know, nuts. You I've, know, uh, I've heard it, too, and, you know, I you just hear it, and you just really you really don't think about it. <laughs> you just accept it. Yeah, it's all. Right. Yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah. yeah. Soup to yeah. nuts. I mean, you know, you right. start with the soup, or, or do you have the right. soup and put the nuts in it? You know, I just, right. I don't know how that works. <laughs> No, but there we were talking about uh, you re- repainting your possibility. You were painting your, uh, your right. new Holly F. Jack uh, purple. There you go. There's a video yeah. right there. Shows you how to do it. And and, and if you, you got to replace the stickers, screen. you know how to get the stickers now. Yep. Oh, my God. Put uh, put that Route 16 fire pit out. It's too damn hot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, after the marshmallows. And um, I think Josh has passed out over there in the chair from too much whiskey. <laughs> well, uh, did you bring the black uh, marker? Because uh, we're going to have some. Yes. <laughs> yes. You brought I, the red one, right? I was going to say, actually, we should use red. Always use uh-huh. red. <laughs> so, Tony, I just, um, a comment just popped up on my, my uh, YouTube notifications um, for the joyride of the, the red gladiator uh-huh. I was in. So this touch but, no but you do admit wrote, it was a red gladiator. That's good. I'm glad yeah. you're coming to terms. I did not put red in the title of the YouTube video. <laughs> so Touch Nova writes, "That's awesome. Good for you." The red Jeep, and he put it in quotes. Comments are going to be out of control on the talk show this week. <laughs> yes, they are. I've gotten so many comments. People saying that Tony's going to be out of control. I know you were. I know you were um, excited, but you had to have face palmed whenever you said, "Is there another yes. one? Is this, does it have to be this one?" Because I want to. Why does it I, have to be? Red? I want to put this out in, in public, and I, I can't really be associated with yes. this color. <laughs> and it was really, really hard. I have a picture of me standing next to it, and it was really, really hard to take a picture. Next you know, to I could Photoshop that and make it purple if you like. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Oh, and you know what? All that red talk, I forgot to tell you what color the JL was that I was in. Oh, yeah. It was black. Well, you can't have everything. I know. You, you're you not going to play the wah, wah, wah. Oh, wait a minute. I got that one. Uh, Where is it? Where is it? Bear with me here. Too bad. Too late. No, that's not it. Too late. <laughs> sure, excuse me, sure. No, that ain't, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> you're safe this time. All right. Well, hey, uh, Tammy, we had a uh, had a, a caller call in, and uh, actually, uh, <laughs> he was he uh, he had such wonderful things to say uh, on the the voicemail uh, that I told him, man, we ought to get you to make a, a Jeep talk show commercial for us. 
So uh, with just that little bit of encouragement, uh, we got uh, want to be your uh, uh, Jeep's photographer. Uh, uh, to uh, he, he did this little commercial for us, and it goes something like this. All right, Tank. You said I ought to leave, do a commercial for y'all, so you're going to regret this. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, so you might get this reference. Take one. Woo! This is Rick. <laughs> no, take two. Woo! This is Rick with Want to Be Jeep's Photographer, and whenever I'm stuck in the asphalt jungle and can't get my baby Jeep off-roading, or I'm stuck in one of my mini limos, woo, baby, there's only one thing that gives me the cure, one thing that gives me that fix for my disease. That's right, baby, I'm talking about the one, the only, the original styling and profiling the Jeep Talk Show, baby. Woo! The Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> Stick it in my ear hole. Woo! Woo! <laughs> how's it go? I love that. That's isn't that Ric Flair? Yeah. How's that? How's that goes? Like you, you sound Woo! like you sound like a big old choo choo. <laughs> he, he's impersonating Ric Flair from WWF E or whatever oh, it's called know. now. I don't know. I don't follow none you of don't... that uh, professional <gasps> football stuff. It's not even football. That's wrestling. <laughs> the real wrestling where they throw you on the chair or they table oh the actual the the non-fake wrestling i got you yes you know the one with the rock and roddy rowdy piper and uh oh the (laughs) andre the giant all those people that are dead i think the rock's the only one living now yeah um yep that was great thank you awesome yeah thank you very much for that and uh the the audio difference was I uh, after he did it on the voicemail, uh, the Google voicemail. I uh, I said, you know, if you want to do that sometime in the future, you can always just, uh, you know, someone like that in the future, you can just uh, uh, use your phone and then uh, send it to us. So uh, I, I blended the two together, and so it, it, that's why we had uh, two different right. audio qualities. But I think the second one sounded a little little better. Oh yeah, totally did. And you know, I met him when I was. At Uari last year, he he mentioned you, that when we were chatting yes. on, on voicemail, he said that that uh, you met him, but you probably would de- deny it. So I just uh, no, I happy that you uh, that you admitted it here on the show. He has a wonderful family. Um, <laughs> he um, was in a different group than us, um, but and he took pictures of me and my Jeep. Um, a really, really great guy. But you know what? Every Jeeper I've met has been an amazing per- person. Um, hopefully. I'll get to see him this year in, gosh, in about a week. In a week, I'll be leaving um, to go back to Uari to see Brian and Brian from Route 16 and Nikki G. Um, I'm wondering what fun he has up his sleeve. So I'm um, I'm not going to spill it, but Nikki G shared with me uh, a little something oh he's, that he's got coming up for you, Tammy. So uh, just uh, just uh, act surprised. I you know, and I got a. I got to find something for him, but I have no idea. I've been racking my brain for a year, and I do not know what fun little prank well, I can play on him. What about a little uh, a little plaque, a little piece of wood, you know, that's been routed at the bottom, kind of like a, an award, uh, and on, on top of that piece of wood, you could uh, glue some rocks together. So you, <laughs> the rock stacking, <laughs> right. you could give him a, a Nicky G rock stacking award. Because I remember right. you guys were making fun of him because he was uh, stacking right. rocks to get over uh, yes. something whenever he broke something, I think. Uh, love you, Nicky G. I, I know. I'm not trying. I shouldn't be helping her, but there, no. you, there you go. 
<laughs> no, I love Nikki G too. He's him and his wife were awesome. Um, it's too bad that he broke in the middle of the ride. Yeah, it happens. That's but what, that's what that's part that's of happens. Yep, part of the off-road lifestyle. Yep. What was it? Um, gosh, uh, I'll have to look it up. John, the salesman I was with, called it off-road break and repeat. Off-road yeah. break and repeat, or something like that. Right. It's exactly right. I just don't like the brake part because I don't like working on uh, working on the Jeep. I know a lot of you guys do, but I just want it to be ready Monday when I got to go to work. Right, exactly. Hey, join the campfire side chat. You can go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out all the ways you can reach out to us. Now some events from around the world and maybe in your neck of the woods. Let us know about your event. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Click and fill out our wheeling wear form. So the first one we have is called Jeepa Palooza BC, which is British Columbia. It's going to be May 17th through the 20th at the Comax Valley, BC, Canada. Um, it's a week-long 4x4 event, fundraising event for cancer treatment and care, camping, wheeling, live auctions, band, food, prizes, and awards for 350 Jeeps and 4x4s plus volunteers, vendors, and participants. Then we have the Cal Four Wheel and Genrite presents the High Desert Roundup, and that's May twenty seventh or twenty fifth through the twenty seventh at the Slash X Ranch Cafe in Barstow, California. Join Genrite and the Cal Four Wheel High Desert Roundup and at the Slash X Ranch in Barstow for a weekend of wheeling, vehicle games, interesting, and family fun. This event helps support keeping our trails open. So it is really important that you come support the hobby and passion you have with your 4x4s on the trails. And for more information, more events, and links, visit the jeeptalkshow.com website for this episode, episode 383. That's it for the show for this week, fellow Jeepers. Until next week, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our content. And as always, Thank you for listening to the world's most downloadable Jeep podcast. Warning, the Jeep talk shows for external use only. If found internally, I'm sure you'd be surprised as we are as how we got inside you. Podcasting since 2010.